The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411-321. That's COMPEL to 411-321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1-909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting-edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All righty, ready, ready, ready. Welcome back to the Influencers Edge show. We have an amazing guest, as we always do our very best to do. We have the fantastic, amazing Monica Miller. Hello, Monica. Hi. Say hi to everybody watching. Monica, where are you located? Where are we speaking? I, I am speaking from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Never been there, but maybe I'll go. All right, I'm going to read your bio because uh, I don't memorize bios, but Monica Miller is a three-time published author. Wow. If we have time, I'd like to dive into that. Three times? What are the names? Do you mind giving out the names of your books? Yeah. The Cave Nemesis was my first book. That's a fiction uh, suspense novel. I have... How to Write Your Book in 90 Days or Less, and then a devotional book for Christian writers. Oh, that's fantastico, fantastico. You're international speaker and writer, and you own your own business. Monica writes where she helps female and mom entrepreneurs. Oh, I like that. That's your niche. I love it. Get to six figures in their business by the power of content and marketing strategies. She's helped her clients get fully booked out, working with more clients, landing paid speaking engagements nationally and internationally, and a way to consistently get new leads when they need more clients. She teaches her clients how to leverage content and simple marketing activities by getting more visible to grow their audience, clientele, and scaling their business. Fantastic. All right. So let's talk about content plans. And part of that Inside of the word content plan is the word plan. So how do you deal with clients like me who are highly creative, but are not particularly good at planning? How do you help people like that who have, there's some people who plan their day. I can't stand doing that. How do you help clients who are not necessarily good at planning to sit down and actually have the discipline and the motivation to do that? Yeah, so really what, uh, for me, what a content plan really means for me, this is how I define it, is by once you know exactly what you're marketing, then you know how to plan your content around that. 
So if you have a flash sale or if you want to enroll more clients into a particular program, then you want to plan out a, you know, your content where it reflects what you're promoting. Because we know that content, we need to be doing it more than just once. You know, we, we need to be talking about our offers more than just once. We need to be talking about them um, a lot, especially during a certain time frame. And I find having a content plan helps me and my clients have that plan in place. So that way we're not bogged down with, what should I write today? I don't know what to say. We know exactly what to say because we have created a plan for it. And this is where I help my clients really get into the nitty gritty of their what they are offering and then how to pull content and stories from that so they can share it with their audience. So if I could put this a different way, I, I guess what you're really doing is pointing out to people, the more you plan, the more clarity of thought you have and the more freedom you wind up getting. Yes, that, yeah, because it takes out, content does take energy. I mean, it does, let's just be real. So how do we maximize our time and it's by, once you know exactly what you're going to say, it takes out all the stress, all the, what should I talk about today? And that way you're more focused on doing the things you love doing versus the things, you know, like writing content all the time. So in order to do this, you have to get a pretty good idea of what the client's basic message is going to be. What is it to the client that's important to talk about? Do you find that some clients come to you and they're not particularly clear? Because, again, this show is devoted towards influence, persuasion, and sales. I think getting clear on what it is you really want to say is a big challenge. So what's your process? When a client comes to you, let's say they watch this program, they go through your cheat sheet, which you're going to give people an opportunity to get at the end of the show. They think, I want to talk to Monica. Maybe I'll hire her. Let's say they take you on. As do you like to be called a trainer, a coach? What is your preferred title? A business coach. A business coach. They say, I want to take Monica on. How do you, what is your process for fleshing out with them what their main message is? And, and my coach once said, keep it to like three things. Don't explode too much in, in people's heads. So what is your process for helping clients uncover what it is they truly have to say? I know these are not in the questions that people submit, but these are the questions that really appeal to me. Yeah, perfect. So when someone comes to me and they're like, Monica, I want to, you know, they come to me and they're like, I don't know what to say. A lot of my, this is how a lot of my clients come to me. I don't know what to say. I want to begin posting to get clients to build my business, but I don't know what to say. We go back to why they started their business and really get clear on what it is that they are passionate about. For me, like for example, if I use myself as, a, as an example, my three things I love, I love helping you develop your offers, your content and your marketing strategies to go with it. That's my three and that's what I talk about more on inside of my, you know, my Facebook or my newsletter um, on podcasts like this. So I will, you know, once I begin to understand why they started the business and why they really want to help people, that's whenever I begin to see, like you were saying, those, those top couple of things that they really want to talk about. And from there, that's whenever I start digging into, okay, well, what is your package? What does your package want you to know, have 
what do you want to offer? And if they're unclear on their package, as a business coach, I will help them with that piece. Because once they're clear on their, on their offer, we can now begin to create content from that offer so that people get a clear understanding of what this offer is going to do with, you know, do for them and their businesses and their life. So yes, it's good. So it's very strategic. It's not people think, I feel like writing about this today, and it doesn't relate to their main message. So let me get this straight. They have to figure out what their why. Their why leads them into creating their content. The content is structured in a way that builds a relationship and trust. And then once you get to a certain point, well, you have to know what the offer is, and then you can make the offer. So people are thinking, well, this is all very well and good. I don't want to give away. What's the, I'm trying to put this. There's some people who are very impact driven and, and service minded, and they just want to fire hose people and give everything away. And just, do you understand where I'm driving here? Mm -hmm. Where they want to give everything that they have. So what do you do with those people? I'm assuming a lot of those people have that psychology when they come to you, because I know just from what shines from you, and I know people, I've been dealing with people a long time, that you yourself are very service-minded and very impact-driven. So I know you work with, um, what is the word, Mom, mompreneurs, mantra, how do you say it? You can call them mompreneurs, uh, mom business owners, you know, all that kind of works. Okay. So how do you help them to structure their content in a way where they're giving enough to get people engaging with the content? And I'm going to put a pin in that and a question I have, but not so much that people feel, well, that's nice. I don't need any more. Bye. So here's, here's what I say. Yes, there is a boundary on how much you give, but there's also where we have to be realistic and say, you know what, half, if not, actually probably not even half, it's probably more like three fourths of the people who read your content or watch your videos or are following you are not going to do anything that you say, even if you give them the gold to their freedom or the keys to their freedom, or give them, you know, all the money idea, money making ideas, right? You could do that, but not everyone, like three fourths of them are not even going to implement it. And it's Why because it that, that, I want to, I want to hear your answer, but let me, uh, again, I can be an interruptive host, but you're giving me so much gold here. I want to chip in and get more of the ore out of the rock. Why do you suppose, I, I've heard not three-fourths, but like 90% won't do anything with it. How, why do you suppose that is, that three-fourths of the people just won't do anything, won't take action? Because people need accountability. If, I know for me, if I don't have accountability to help me get through it or help me to start it or help me to actually implement it, I may not do it. And what I find with my clients is they need someone like my clients may get started implementing, but then they get stuck because the little voice in their head tells them you can't do this or who are you? 
and just start talking to them and they don't know how to shut that voice down how do you or do that it I want to know. I have my voice is not. You can't do this, but eh, you shouldn't have to do this. You're a genius. Why bother? Uh, how, how do you? This is so good because so much of what salespeople have to do and professional influencers, they've got to get that mindset. And I think you have to get the negative out of the way if you want the positive to work. So, do you teach any specific techniques to your clients to do that? Yeah, and this is something that it's it's a practice, and it's just simply <laughs> breathing. That's like because once we focus on our breath, the voices in the head, our heads, kind of dim a little bit. Not to say they're going to come back, but they do dim. And for me, one of the things that I do is when my clients come to me, like for example, right before I got on this call, one of my clients told me what was going on inside of her head. So I just asked a question like, well, is that true? Is that true? I mean, is it more than likely it is not true because our voices in the head like to say, you know, you're not good enough. You're not this, you're not that. But yet we look in our past, we can see, oh yeah, I am good enough. Look, I've done this. I've done that. And I'm a you know badass in this area. You know, like we get to start, we get to start seeing like that voice is just really full of crap. And it, but it takes discipline. It takes captivating that thought. And then we spin in it. And mm -hmm. then sometimes it just may, it may mean take a break, like pull did back. Say, did you just say, I, I told, see, I tell my guests folks before they come on the show, that this is a different kind of show. If they give me something juicy, I'll notice it. And I'll go, wait, 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 wait. You just dropped the mic. You just gave a mic drop. We need to go back and have you pick it up. Did you say captivating that voice or capturing that? Is that the word you used? Captivate the thought. Captivate it. In other words, when, what do you mean when you say captivate? Like, think of it as like grabbing it and being like, no, you're not going, you know, thank you for sharing. And I'm going to do this. Anyways, I'm going to be in action. So just like being aware of it and then just kind of like shutting it down and just remind, because you we're in a battle with ourselves, really. And it's, you know, if we're not behind it, then how can we go out and speak? That makes sense to me. So you're acknowledging it, uh, you're aware of it. So if I would give a formula to what you say, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You say you become aware of it. You acknowledge it by saying, thank you. You interrupt it by breathing and then you move on to something positive. Is that your formula? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. And sometimes, you know, uh, I just found out like my human design is a projector. So as a projector, um, I do like to talk things out. And sometimes it's me pulling back and calling a peel who, you know, who I share a lot, you know, that we know our lives and I tell her some things and then I'm like, oh yeah. And then it's just like, once I start talking it out, I'm like, oh yeah, I am. I am a rocking person, you know, like, <laughs> badass rocket fuel. I love that. That's right. <laughs> I want to talk about, we can go into some of the pre-submitted questions. I'll do that if you choose to. Are you finding my questions uh, engaging? Obviously, they yeah. are not. Go ahead. Not. All right. So. I hear so much about content. Content is king. Content is king. And then one of my teachers came along. He said, that's bullshit. It's content that engages. 
that's king. So what are the strategies for people to create content? And this is important for all of you who sell online. And if you're doing anything online, you're selling, trust me. If you're not selling or sending someone up to know, like, and trust you for the sale later on, then you're not, you're not paying attention to your job. So how do we create, what are some tips? Like if you could give three tips for people out there on how to create content that engages, can you give us that? And does it vary between platforms? For example, is the content that would go on LinkedIn that would engage different than the kind of content that would go on a Facebook post or an Instagram or YouTube? Yeah, it is. So I do, I primarily focus on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and it, some things could work on LinkedIn. I would say, give you a shot, see what happens. Um, so the first one is stories. You know, people want to be related to you. You need to be relatable to your audience. So sharing stories, that could be lessons. It could be mistakes you learn. Maybe it's like, I wish I would have known or just even giving just pieces of you. Let them know that you get it. You've been in the weeds before. Like, you know, like I don't like working with people who I feel like they're just too far like mystical that I can't relate to them. So people right. want to know you. So stories is number one. And number two is educate. Make it fun too. Make your education fun. Make it really juicy, meaning make it fun, make it you. And maybe start with a joke or maybe start with something a little like controversial or, you know, something that- I should stand up and show you my my T-shirt. <laughs> it says defund the media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that could be like a good hook, right? So educate because then you know you're not only related to them through your story, but you're also educating them. You know through a different post, so you let you're showing them why you should why they should hire you. And then for me, I find another way is asking questions because people love to respond to questions and you have to get a little creative sometimes with questions, but what if you like drop some questions about, you know, for me today in my story, my Facebook story, I asked, do you struggle with pricing your offers? And yes, that leads back to a program I am releasing um, and I've gotten people responded to that. So I would say, you know, stories, educate, and questions are my top three that I would say to begin giving out. And I always, I would also say, you know, education, um, that could be client stories. Use some, um, you can use a past client as an example of how you worked with someone and give education at the same time. It's not a case study. It's a story study in a sense. It can be. It can be. Wow. Or you get to talk about how, you know, if you're talking about a sort of subject, um, say like pricing your offers, and then you can, you know, you can talk about, hey, this is how you price your offers. And this is what I did, this exact same formula I did with my client, you know, and we did this. And after that, she went out and did X, Y, Z. So that is something that you could weave a little bit of story into. So that way you're showing, I have clients, I have authority, and my method works. Say those three again. Story, education, and questions. You said something else. You said, uh, uh, I know my method works. You, you said 
there are three things you said, blah, 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 uh, not blah, 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 excuse me. I'm so sorry. Uh, You said one of the things, well, let me put it this way. One of the things I've learned from one of my coaches is when you make an offer, it has to be simple enough. She said, listen, Paul, if your offer isn't so simple, easy to understand that my four and a half year old daughter, Madison, can't understand it, then you need to go back to the drawing board and make the offer more simple. But you have to answer these questions. Does it work? Will it work for me? And how soon can I expect to get results? So how do you, when you, when you're answering that question, will it work for me? How do you go about answering that question when you, when you make your offer? And we want to get back to content because primarily we want to talk about structuring your content, getting out on different platforms and et cetera, et cetera. When you're telling a story or having a client tell a story, how do you answer that question? Will it work for me? Are they just going to make the inference? Well, work for someone like this person, this person is like me and therefore it'll work for me. Do you understand my question? Am I just rambling? Because I need work. I believe so. Like, are you asking, um, like if, if somebody was reading the post and they're yes. asking me, this yes. work for me, yes. how would somebody answer that? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. And my answer to that is it will work for you if you work it. Because you are the ultimate person that is going to make it happen. No one else will. I can give you all the tools and support you need, but if you don't make, if you don't take action, it's not going to work. So it will only work if you work it. And if you believe that you can go forward and make that happen. She's just saying, my camera is blurring. I don't know what that's, uh, there we go. I'm so handsome that I can't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew about that camera? uh, We'll see its confidence, (laughs) even though it's (laughs) one of my mentors once said, if you're going to have a delusion, you may as well have one that supports you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So one of my resistances towards putting out content is I don't mind being on LinkedIn and writing articles and doing short videos there. But Instagram, what do you say to your clients who say Instagram is for people who are really young and posting how good they look in their bikinis or their muscle shirts, or it's for people who share videos. There's one called, I'm going to give them a little plug, the Husky Moon, where it's a husky. And I swear the husky really sounds like it's talking. I love mommy. It's amazing. Everyone subscribe to the Husky Moon. How do you get people who just are camera shy? Obviously, I'm not camera shy. Who say to you, Monica, I don't like the way I look on camera. I don't mind doing an article, but Instagram, first of all, it's for young people. I'm not going to do it. I'm too old. I don't look good on camera and I hate the camera. Do you ever, does that ever come up with the clients you help? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my biggest philosophy is you want to be on places that light you up. If it doesn't light you up, don't be on it. If Instagram is one of the platforms where you just don't want to be on, just don't be on it. It's okay. Um, like I, sorry, Paul, I am not a LinkedIn person. LinkedIn sounds boring to me. I don't want to be on it. On there. It does not inspire me. That's fine. So uh, I, you know, so that's why I like Facebook and Instagram. 
And if they all like, well, we'd like to try it, then I would say, you know, go out and find similar people, you know, business women or businessmen out there who are posting, because that's going to be your inspiration. And if you are like, I don't want to be on camera, then that's beautiful because you never have to show your face if you don't want to. You just have to make sure that your brand, uh, just make sure you have more branded things and you don't have to show your face. You can do, you know, there's so many video, like free videos, warranty free videos out there that you can download and then make a reel out of or put it as a story or go outside. Now that everything's, you know, everything's blooming and it's gorgeous out there you can go outside and take pictures of flowers or for me like yesterday I was outside videoing um some pretty trees in my yard and the the birds in the background were all tweeting and I posted that as part of my story like my face was never on there I just posted it as part of my story so if you're not going to show your face let's make sure that you have some type of brand like if you really like a particular type of flower then have that somewhere inside of your photos if you're posting on Instagram or making a wheel or making a video story or whatever you just want people to understand uh, oh yeah this is so and so that is behind the camera that's because true. the value is really the thing you want to aim for. Not so much your face. It's just the value that you deliver. Hmm. Interesting. I, you know, I don't understand people have the problem. I should be camera shy with this face, but I'm not. And that's amazing. I'm so glad you're not. So how do people know if their content plan is actually working? What, what are the metrics that they should look for? Yeah. So obviously we want to be looking at, you know, is people, are people engaging? Are they engaging with your content? Are they liking and loving their content? Right. Um, of course, that's the, that's the big one. And if you have a link to your service or to your calendar or whatever, you want to make sure that you keep track of that is has your link, you know, being clicked on. Maybe nobody has say they haven't, made an appointment, but how many times have they, you know, how many times have uh, that link been clicked? So you want to keep track of that. Um, that's the number one way that I always recommend, especially on social media, you want to begin understanding, you know, not, and you also want to understand, okay, so we, social media is easier because you can see who likes, loves, and comments. That's always a dead giveaway. But even if a post doesn't get anything, it doesn't mean it has fallen flat. There are people who have told me they have a red post from me, never liked, never loved, never commented, and yet still told me, oh, yeah, I really found a lot of value in that post. So don't forget that just because it looks like it's fallen flat doesn't mean people are not reading it. Ah, cool. We're at the end of our time. Is there anything else that you think would be important for people to know? Any? Any other little tips or tricks or secrets or, or even beyond that basic yeah. knowledge? I would say, you know, if you are struggling with creating content on a regular and consistent basis and you are wanting to drive more traffic to your offers, to your business, and you just don't know how, then I would say start with a content plan. Just, you know, even if it's just writing out what you're going to 
talk about on each day that you're going to be working and then just see how that goes and don't feel and also if something is for you know inspiring comes to you do that in the moment just because you plan content doesn't mean you can't give out your inspiration or your inspired content at the same time and and if you feel like well it's not doing a lot like i don't know what's going on then i would love to invite you to have a chat with me because Do during it. our chat we will actually figure out what's going on is it your message is it maybe not a clear call to action what is it that we can look at your profile or your content and see where the gap is and how can we help or how can i help you fix it Wow, I'm tempted to have a consult with you myself. Yeah, I would love that. So how do people get in touch with you to, to do that? What's the best way or ways? And what should they do? Yeah, so you can always go to bit.ly forward slash Monica Writes to schedule that call with me. So bit.ly forward slash Monica Writes is a free uh, call where we can look at your content and really see what's going on. So that's one way you can always be my Facebook friend and I am Monica Lynn. I will give that to Paul. So he will put that in the show notes. You can always be my friend because that's where I promote and show uh, you more of my story and some education on how you can grow a sustainable business that works for you. Um, and you can also download my free gift, which is get 10 new clients from your social media posts. And Paul will have that. We'll have, description below as well. Well, um, but you say uh, follow you on Facebook or friend you on Facebook, but no one wants to be my friend, Monica. <laughs> well, Paul, we need to talk then. We need to get you more friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. All right. Thank you very much for being a fantabulous, I make that word up, that's a combination of fantastic and fabulous guest on the Influencers Ed show. And Monica Miller, thank you from the heart. You, you, I sense that you, oh, the beautiful thing about you is you combine a brilliant mind with a very open and loving heart. That, that is, uh, but I, I gotta ask you one more question. As a coach, do you ever, do you ever do a little butt kicking? Cause it seems to me your biggest challenge would be butt kicking. I can't see you doing that ever, ever. Am I right about that? I have uh, asked my clients a few questions and they are like, oh, Monica, why you ask me that? And I'm like, well, do you want this or not? <laughs> so, yeah, there is, I do it in love, but I, I do it. I just do it in, in love. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Thanks for being on the show. We'll make sure to post everything in the show notes. Thank you again, Monica Miller. Thank you, Paul. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Invisible Influence Series. If you're ready to massively increase your sales by leveraging the power of subconscious persuasion, then make sure you text the word COMPEL to 411321. That's COMPEL to 411321. And if you're outside of the United States, then use WhatsApp and text the word COMPEL to 1. 909-741-1321. Make sure you put in your best email address because that's how we'll deliver the goodies. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, 
tools and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack of sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on The Influencers Edge Show. Thank you.